Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first Pro Box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Hey everybody, how you doing tonight? Welcome to Ike Live. This is a very special Wednesday night edition of the show. Sitting to my right, the co-host of this amazing program, Pete Glusick. How you doing tonight, Pete? I'm doing good. Good let, to see you back home. Let everybody know, we were in meetings all day before this show, but me and you got to sneak out on the pond for about... 20, 30 minutes. That was very cool. We've got unseasonably warm conditions. Yes. We call it giant largemouth bass. Yeah, giant largemouth <laughs> bass at about 2 and 3 pounds. Hey, I was happy. Happy I, to catch some I right was, now. Anytime you're on February. the February. That's right. Uh, let me tell you, Ike Live is brought to you by a boatload of amazing sponsors, and they help make this show happen every week. And I want to start with our presenting sponsor, Mystery Tackle Box. Man, what an awesome product. Pete, it's like Christmas to your door every month. We enjoy it at my house. Me and my son have a ball opening the boxes, and we got some we got some great crankbaits on the last box that, uh, of course, they're his now. As usual, uh, if you're an Ike Live viewer or listener, we've got a special promotion for you. If you use the code IKELIVE and you sign up for your first Mystery Tackle Pro Box, you're going to get 50% off that thing. Pete, it's like $50 worth of tackle. 50% off. <laughs> Outstanding. First subscription. And what else do they win? Well, here's the deal now. This month, we're offering a very special promotion here at Ike Live. And uh, it's a great contest. And if you sign up, we're going to put your name in a hat. Okay? And uh, when you use that code Ike Live, we're going to do a drawing. Now, listen to this. You ready? You're going to be entered into a drawing to get a custom signed box from all the Ike Live cast and crew. And, in addition, they're going to get a signed... A liquid Mayhem t-shirt. This is not the signed one. I'll show you the signed one. A signed liquid... Uh, 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 <laughs> liquid liquid mystery. mystery tackle box shirt. Uh, <laughs> we've got too many giveaways going on tonight. Uh, you're going to win not only a signed box, but a signed shirt. And we're giving away a few of those. So uh, an amazing contest this month. We're going to be picking two winners. Once again, sign up. Use the promo code IKELIVE. 50% off your first box. Plus, you're entered into a drawing to win a signed additional box and a beautiful signed T-shirt, which will look great with any kind of clothes, Pete. Shorts, pants, parachute <laughs> pants, a skirt. Underwear, anything. You look great with that. Uh, we're also brought to you by Flambeau. Man, they make some great boxes, Pete. I mean, you know, you can't trust your tackle to any regular box. you got to make sure it's got the blue hinges on it. And that, now's the time. Now's right? the time. It's, it's still off-season for a lot of us. Get in, Get your boxes fixed up. Get some new Flambeaus. Get all your tackle organized. Because you got when you need that lure, you got to know where it's at. So now's the time to get it together. Yes, we're also brought to you by the best scent, going back to scent in the world, Liquid Mayhem. Scent makes a difference. Listen to me. If you're fishing slow baits, you're fishing soft plastics, dragging a jig on the bottom, scent works. And of course, we've got a special promotion for mystery, uh, for Liquid Mayhem <laughs> as well. <laughs> Go to Liquid Mayhem, use the promo code 
Ike Live 25, mm-hmm. and you're going to get off 25% off anything on their website. The scents, the shirts, the various little tidbits and trinkets, uh, <laughs> anything you want, 25% off. The Liquid Mayhem box. The Liquid Mayhem box. I saw, Keith, I saw Keith Poche uh, crediting Liquid Mayhem for his yes. m- recent money finish Yes, uh, using, using scent, I think, down at Okeechobee, I guess. Okeechobee. And by the way, let me remind everybody, Liquid Mayhem is now available in over 4,000 Walmarts across the world. So uh, look look for that in the Walmarts. Uh, we're also brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. Kayak fishing is sweeping the world right now. It's an amazing way to get started in the sport. Hobie Kayaks provide the pedal drive system, hands-free fishing. It's pretty amazing. Russell brought to you by TH Marine. Pete, TH has like a billion products, marine products for your boat. Whether you've got a bass boat or a kayak, they've got something for your boat. Give us one. I know you love the hot foot. I know you love the G-Force prop nut. Give us another one that you love. Well, you know, one, the Atlas jack plate. Amazing. Right, gotta have it. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna go through rough water, you're gonna fish shallow water. Gotta have it. You want to get the maximum speed out of your boat, like all the guys in Tennessee like to get. But uh, you gotta have that jack plate. It's and it's amazing. It's dependable. Raises and lowers your motor, uh, and and really does a lot of high performance things for you. Love the Atlas plate. It's pretty awesome. Brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. Everybody I know shops from Tackle Warehouse. Go to tacklewarehouse.com. Best online ordering in the business. We're also brought to you by. The hat you're wearing right there, Pete, which is Bash <laughs> University. we got some cool stuff going on. What do you got for Bash University? Well, Bash University, we're continuing with the Tri-BU promotion. Try Bash Uni- University for 10 days free. And uh, check it out. Check out what we have at Bash University. Highlight. I mean, it was a really, really good seminar. was a swim jig seminar by Bill Lowen last week, which uh, was really it, – it's going to – it's something that I'm incorporating into my fishing, and that seminar is really going to help me. Uh, so you want to go check out the Bill Lowen swim jig seminar. And, of course, you're this week with uh, punch shotting. Punch shotting. Ooh, yeah. brand new technique. We're also brought to you by a brand new company on board with Ike Life, Real Snot. And, uh, man, let me tell you something. If you want to cast further – if you want to eliminate memory from your line, if you want to get rid of backlashes, man, this is the stuff. Uh, Real Snot, it's uh, it's eco-friendly. It's non-aerosol. comes in a pump. And once again, we have a promo code. If you want to try out this line, uh, line spray, use the promo code IKELIVE25 for 25% off everything on the Real Snot Excellent. website. So check them out. And finally, we're brought to you by Upload It Fishing. Uh, we, we heard from, uh, from Upload It last week. And it's a pretty amazing uh, online uh, video fishing competition they got going on right now. And this is awesome. Listen, if you're already recording your fishing, if you've got a GoPro, you're already recording it, check out Upload It because this is the deal. Prizes every month and then a grand prize winner at the end of the year mm-hmm. that wins a fully rigged bass boat amazing. just for doing something you're already doing. That's right. You're already yeah. recording your Everybody, stuff. Everybody's doing it now. Check it out. Tell a story. Uh, tell a story. story with your video. Go to uploadatfishing.com. Uh, that's a list, list of our sponsors. I want to explain the show real quick tonight. we got a great show, Pete. We've got two, not one, but two recent elite winners mm-hmm. on the show tonight. We've got Timmy Horton, Jacob Wheeler joining us. They're going to give us the dirt and the gossip and everything good and bad that happened in their wins. And we also are going to be reviewing my win on the MLF. Outstanding. The recent MLF. Uh, I want to remind everybody, we are broadcasting live on IkeLive.com and Facebook. Hang in there with us in just a couple minutes, the start of the Ike Live show. Come on. 
Let's go. <laughs> Warning. The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the Internet. Now it's time for Mike Live. Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a very special Wednesday night edition of Ike Live. We've got a great show in store for you tonight. Two recent Bass Elite winners joining us live tonight. Jacob Wheeler, Timmy Horton, giving us a scoop on their big recent Elite wins. It's going to be a great show. To my right, the co-host and crust of the show, the backbone of the show, Mr. Pete Glusick. Hey, doing tonight, Pete? Uh, good to see you. I, I'm doing good, and, and I, I'm excited about tonight's show with the elite winners. Yes. But I, I we got to give a shout out. Mark Rose yes. win, wins back to back FLW tournaments. Yeah, we don't want to forget about Mark Rose. It seems like a lot of people forget about FLW in general, and FLW is a, a kick-ass circuit just like Bass is, and they got a lot of hammers over there. So definitely, shout-out to Mark Rose. To win two back-to-back is unheard of. I think it, there's only been a handful of people that have ever done that in it, their life. It, it was very, very impressive in the way that he did it, coming from behind on the last one. But Brian Thrift, who's having an amazing season, yeah. has back-to-back second-place wow. finishes. <laughs> wow. Well, hands down, the two best anglers yeah. in FLW right now, <laughs> Mark Rose and Brian Thrift. I believe they are first and second They're pretty in good. AOI right now. Uh, let me Finish introducing the room and back with us. I'm so happy to have this guy back on our casting couch tonight. Our very own Dave Brodzik. Yeah. Dave, good to see you. Good to be back. I thought I was replaced. You, you thought Stella replaced you? No, the, the oh. always entertaining and uh, inform- informative John McGraw. Ah, John McGraw. <laughs> yeah, we have to mix it up every once yeah. in a while. Get somebody really boring and dry in here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good to be back. It's good to see you. Now I. I want to, we were just talking off camera for a second. You did get to enjoy some fishing recently in the uh, amazing state of Florida. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah, I went down there for my nephew's wedding and got to fish. Uh, my mom lives on on a golf like a golf course lake. Yeah, and, killer. Uh, oh, it's ridiculous. Killer. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. You know, it's uh, it's a small. It's probably about maybe ten acres top. Yeah, you know, you can walk around the whole thing and. 
killed them every day there. And then my sister lives on one of the canals, one of the irrigation canals. Yeah. And uh, got got an eight pounder on a quarter ounce buzz bait with ten pound braid and a spinning rod. rod. Wow. Yeah, very nice. Good start yeah, to the year. I was awesome, dude. Nice. How many, now, how many eight pounders have you caught in your life? That second one. How about that? Wow. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I got one in uh, in uh, South Carolina about ten, about twelve years ago. Yeah. Good way to start the year. Yeah, man. I'll take it. Uh, producing the show tonight in the booth, man, two very important individuals. They make it happen. They're pushing buttons. Sitting to the left back there with the blaze red shirt on. Liquid Mayhem shirt. That's right. Brian DeCarpenter producing tonight. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. Good here to we see are. you. About 15 minutes late. That's but, uh, okay. Over here. We're fashionably late. <laughs> fashionably late. We got a big show. Are you excited about the show we got tonight? I Ryan? am. I'm, I'm excited that we got through the intro. Okay. Yeah. It's always the roughest part. I know. It is the roughest part. It's very unnatural. The yes. Intro. Yeah. The rest is going to flow. It's all gravy. Yeah. And sitting next to Brian DeCarpenter is uh, is really, man, he's become a workhorse here in the studio, and I'm very happy to have him back, hopefully every week from now till eternity, Eric the Intern. Eric, how you doing? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. Now, Brian's stressing as usual, but I'm not. I'm I, calm, collected, ready hey, to go. We need somebody calm back there. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. Go for it. I follow your social feeds. I see some hammers coming through. Last couple days, yes, sir. On, on a DC yes, six, tell me a little bit. Yeah, about it. yeah. No Florida-sized bass, but I mean, we've had crazy weather this past month. It's finally been getting to stabilize, and I've been killing them on the DT six. I went out with Brian a couple yeah. days ago. We took him to a Lake X type of location. Had to show him how to catch him a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, all Brian caught was shad. <laughs> yeah, this kid's good, man. All Brian caught was shad, and you caught the bass. <laughs> I pulled out the DT six, and I see Brian's face just light up. He's like, "That's a good call, man." It, well, it actually was. It was, and I've got a couple red DT sixes at home, none on me. Yeah. And that color was fire. That 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 made the difference. And of course, after the second fish, he's like, "You got any more of those, man? Give me a DT six. Yeah. Wow. But he's he's good, man. We were able to. He's able to get the boat to go down the bank. Perfectly perpendicular. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, flipping wood from the center of the lake. Yeah. You know? Very nice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a pro, bro. Good. Yeah. I like it. I like to hear those stories. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Let me remind a couple of quick little updates. First is the beer tonight provided by Yards Brewery once again. And we're drinking the Saison uh, and a little bit of Brawler and a little bit of uh, Dave's got the IPA over there. So shout out to Yards for providing the beer. Let me remind you that you are a key part of the show. Please, we want to hear from you. Pretty please, you can hit us up on the IM board right there next to your screen. And Mr. Eric's going to be taking care of your questions and comments. Also, we're broadcasting live on Facebook. Hit us up on our Facebook with comments. Excellent. And some of those will come through. And by the way, we're giving away some prizes tonight for the best contest. We've got got some really cool real snot woolly caps. And real snot T-shirts that were given away. So please hit us up. And finally, uh, you know, we start every show, Pete, by giving a huge shout out to the military, uh, men and women, active veterans. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy freaking world. Also, thank you to all the policemen, the firemen, the EMT. I can't think of a better segue point uh, right now to to talk about something and you know we talk about a lot of great stuff interesting stuff and we we also try to talk about stuff that's sad and i was sad to hear this um and and we're going to do we're going to spend a a couple minutes here giving a little bit of a tribute to a huge friend of the show that recently passed away 
and uh, it, really for me it was it was it was it was devastating when I heard it. Somebody, it was shocking. shocking. It sent me back. And uh, this guy is a huge friend of the show, huge friend of ours, has been on the show live in studio. And uh, for those of you that are hardcore Ike Live fans, you know Mark McCallum passed away and really sudden, really sad. And we must spend a moment talking about it. Dave, were you – I was thrown back when I heard. Uh, It's tough when you personally know somebody and it it happens. And for such a young guy – to pass at an early age, it was it was tough for me to swallow. In, in a sudden fashion, too. Sudden fashion. And he's he was he was only a little bit older than me. He he, he was going to be forty six this April. Yeah. So he's right. You know, he's at our age. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Brian called me the morning the morning of when he found out. And uh, man, I, I've been thinking about the guy every day since. Yeah, it's hard for those of you watching that don't know who we're talking about. Mark McCallan is a decorated. Veteran, uh, master sergeant in the uh, Army, Green Beret, 25 years active military duty, uh, married, uh, left behind um, uh, four kids. Just, I mean, honestly, in, in the year or so that I know him, one of the most down to earth, nicest guys you'll ever meet. Ever. I mean, when he was here, you know, the stories that these guys were telling about. What they've been through, and and they're just telling it like ah, you know that's like another day at the just office. Just like another day at the office. That's that's what we do, you know. That's just what we do. He he was pure optimism, and and yes. he, you couldn't help but feel good when you were around him. He 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 brought that he brought that energy into the room, and I like I, I I've known him a short time like you guys did, and. Uh, it was just, it was shocking, you know, to die of a heart attack is what um, yeah. is what is what got him. And um, man, it, it it broke my heart to hear that. And uh, you know, my thoughts and prayers yeah. go out to his to his family. And and I know, um, you know, I know there's a there's a GoFundMe site that we're going to be broadcasting. I guess we're going to be sending the link, or can we flash that across the screen, or how are we handling yeah, that? Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about this GoFundMe site that he he's created. And Brian, we're just going to talk about it. Do you have something you could put up, or what's the best way? How do you want to handle it? It's Mark McCallan. As far as I could tell, you just start, you just uh, go to the GoFundMe page and you type his name in. Okay. And you'll see the picture of Mark and his uh, military uh, fatigues. Uh, there, there's also a link that Brian put up on the Ike Live Facebook page. Yeah. If you scroll down a little bit, the link's right there. Okay. Also. And Brian, I want yeah. But before we get to that, I wanted to get your feelings on it too because we have a lot of we meet a lot of people. Yeah. Through this show. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And and ninety nine percent of the people we meet are good people, but dude, Mark was different. Dude, Mark was so different, wasn't he? And you could feel it, it, right? Like when he came in, you just instantly knew. It was yeah, man. Just the 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 humility he had, right? You know, just such a humble guy thanking us. It's it's the craziest thing. What are you thanking me for, dude? You know, but he he was appreciative to to get to come hang out with us and and uh, you know work with us and supporting or you know having us help him support. Uh, spec up survivors and just just such an awesome dude, man. Yeah. Like an instant friend, you know. Somebody else coined that phrase uh, about Mark, and 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 it, that's what it's he the was. Truth. Yeah, it's just, very much. He just felt like you knew him forever, and and uh, amazing dude, and super shocking, super shocking. shocking. So yeah. now we've got we've got somebody on the phone, Brian. Yeah, actually, uh, Rudy Lindsay was going to call in tonight. I haven't heard back from Rudy. I know he's uh, busy. Um, 
Uh, but Michael Updike, and, and Mike, you've met Mike, uh, but we've got Mike Up, Updike on the line. Okay, let's put him through. Hey, Mike, how you doing tonight? Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good, good. You're on Ike Live. Uh, we, we, we're doing, we're just doing a small tribute here, talking about Mark, uh, talk, talking about the legacy that he left, and uh, y- you know, we're all just sitting around. We're, we're still very much in shock. But we're really reflecting on the positive and, and what kind of person Mark was. Do you want to speak on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely, Mike. So, um, you know, obviously we're all devastated here, uh, Fort Bragg, and you know his hometown, in North Dakota. You know, we're we're still we're we're in disbelief. Yeah. Um, Mark is he was just you know like Brian was saying he's just one of those guys. He walks in the room and he lights it up. And now he likes it up, but he, he instantly, you know, is a friend. And whatever you would need, Mark was there. He was there not only to help you, to, but he was there to provide whatever he could do to make you feel better. And um, I've got so many stories about him just reaching out to people and, and helping them through, um, whether tragedy it was or just life lessons, whatever it may have been. Yeah. But the, the humbleness of him, you know, like Brian was saying, he, he, he was just a, an extraordinary person. And, um, you know, one of my best friends, and he, he is going to be missed for forever, but but never forgotten, obviously. Yeah, n- never forgotten, never forgotten. I mean, it, it's, you know, for for us, uh, when he came in the studio, and Brian, Brian touched on it a second ago, you know, we were like, so humbled to have him come in and you know when he started telling his story we were just blown away but to him it was like no big deal it was just like something he did and and you know it 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 set me back because here's a guy that protects our freedom and was in life-threatening situations every day of his active duty and it's just like part of part of the job for him, you know. And it was like it was nothing. And that I don't think I've ever had that feeling to where like I've just felt incredibly um, grateful like that before ever, you know. It was unbelievable. And it was when he was there, it just clicked, you know. It was it just clicked for me instantly. And and he said it like you know it's an instant friend. Brian said it too. We we you know I. I met him for a short time, and and he's just one of those people that 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 you know you connect with and and is interested in you. You know what I mean? Genuinely, um, you know. So it it clearly was devastating, and and like Dave said, to to have that happen at a time when you wouldn't expect that to happen. He's at the prime yeah. of his life. Mm. He's a young man. Yep. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. I mean, it's. If that happens, it's that's heart disease, and I and I and, and I'm sure his work, you know, rec- you know, stressed his body out uh, quite a bit over, you know, doing what he did. I don't know if that had something to do with it or or what, but uh, but I don't know. He's he's definitely going to be missed. I know, uh, you know, I, I was already looking. For, one of the things I was looking forward to this year's classic was seeing Mark, seeing, seeing him again yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What What is the intangible that he had, though? Like, so he's a, he had that thing where, and the best way I could describe it is when you spoke to him, 
afterwards you felt better about yourself, right? Yeah. Not many people that you encounter in your life has that ability. Yeah. Well, he and had, he had it. He just had yeah, it. Like, he had the opposite of what me and Brian have. <laughs> me, and, <laughs> me and Brian hate everything. We're always pissed off and everything always sucks. And, and for Mark, it was everything was fucking awesome all the time. Even in the worst scenario. Yeah. Dude, what a great quality to have in life. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, for sure. Learn like, for people yeah. watching that don't know, like, this time last year, me and my son got attacked by a bunch of dogs. And I had only met Mark one time. And after it happened, he somehow found a way to get my phone number and reached out. And not many people called me. And he's one of the people. Meeting him one time, called yeah. to see how I was doing, wow. how, how my son was doing. Wow. You That's know? smart. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty pretty and, and wild. He was like that with everybody. I mean, yeah. it, it, he would meet a stranger on the street, and if they needed, um, you know, maybe they needed help, you know, a week from now, Mark would be like, I'll be there to help you. You know, um, he, he was just one of those guys that would, incredible guys that would do that. Um, and you know what's crazy is he was the optimistic of, um, you know, of his, his household there. And, you know, his wife, Candace, that's what she would always say. You know, Mark was the optimist. Everything was going to be okay. And, and and I look back at it, me and Mark spent two years in the woods together walking students in, in uh, the Special Force Qualification course. And we would have so much fun out there, whether it was rain, sleet, snow, um, and just being with Mark out there and, and having the comic relief of what he would bring to the table yeah. uh, made it absolutely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great storyteller. So like people were treated oh. people were treated to some of their stories here, but we got to get some out at the bar that weren't necessarily ones that he was ready to talk about on air. And I was just I was like Yeah, I was I was like a cheerleader watching a game, man. I was just sitting there enthralled by it all. I couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. Let me uh, let me remind everybody watching and listening. Uh, there is a GoFundMe account set up for Mark's family. Uh, go to GoFundMe and uh, enter in Mark McCallan, and it'll come up. And then also, Bri Wright, we have it on our Ike Live Facebook yeah, site. Yeah, and it's on the instant message board as and well. And it's on the instant messaging board right now. Okay, so anybody listening that wants to help, please go to the GoFundMe account, uh, and it's set up for Mark's hey, family. There is no amount too small, guys. True. You can yep. Whatever you got. And his uh, his his uh, funeral service is actually tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Yep, at yeah. Fort Bragg. At Fort Bragg, okay. Right, Mike? Yes, sir. It's uh, 11 o'clock at the JFK uh, Chapel there. Um, and then we'll have another uh, service at Manor Church uh, here in Fayetteville on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Hey, so. Mike, this is Dave. Is there any kind of, like, special... Like ceremonies that you can talk about that you that you guys have within your special forces community when someone passes. So actually tomorrow at eleven o'clock we're going to do our our uh, unit memorial uh, for Mark, um, and we'll have it starts at eleven. We'll have um, you know uh, Miss Candace and, and her whole family, and then Mark's family from North, North Dakota has fallen down. And we're going to get into the JFK Chapel tomorrow, and we're going to give Mark off a, a, a really, really awesome tribute. Um, we're going to um, – his commander will sit and speak. I'll, I'll stand up and speak for, you know, about Mark and what he stood for. Um, his brother Dave is going to get up and speak. Um, so it, it's going to be a really great tribute. Um, other than that, we, we've done a few things as far as the tribute to Mark. Uh, we all have, uh, you know, the, the bracelets on our hands. Um, that we'll, we'll always remember Mark by. Um, I've never seen a, a influx of people wanting bracelets uh, until until Mark passed 
just because of how many people he touched. Um, but yeah, it's 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 incredible. Yeah. And we we have uh, something that was created for Mark. We do, we do, we do. yeah. And, and this is this is pretty pretty awesome. And uh, Brian Brian Carpenter, I want you to talk about this a little bit. It's we instantly hung it right on the wall here in the studio. Brian, tell us a little bit about this little tribute we've got behind us because this is this is amazing right here. Yeah, so uh, when when Mark and Rudy came in studio, they brought a few things for us, and one of the things they brought was that that football there, that special ops football. Special ops football signed. And they signed it. Both Mark and Rudy signed it. Yeah. And uh, which was amazing. You know, the, the football's cool, but the fact that they signed it, um, that, that was just special to us. And uh, when at, at last year's classic, uh, the special ops survivors team was there, um, and and invited me and Pete and the rest of the Ike Live crew over to their house for a barbecue during the classic i know mike you were busy competing you couldn't make it but me and pete did and some of the other guys that you know are jared and, and uh justin and and they they presented us with that that knife that's hanging in the in the center there yeah and that's uh the jump master's knife and 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 uh it, it was an honor they honored us with that and um and it, it was just really cool really humbling so we had a uh, a case made. A buddy of mine, Dave Snedeker, made the case there, and um, it's forged out of iron, just like Mark. So it's uh, there's you can't really see it in the in the picture here, but there's a plaque there in memoriam to Mark McCallan and and uh, see spec spec ops there in black. Yeah, so. pretty pretty awesome. Yep, pretty awesome. Yeah, way cool. Hey, right. Mike, um, th- thanks for calling, buddy, and I-, I will actually see you tomorrow. Um, after the show tonight, I'm driving down there, so I'm going to the uh, to the service tomorrow down in North Carolina. So I'll see you down there tomorrow, Mike. Yes, sir, Brian. Let me know if you need any help. Um, like I said, uh, if you need me wherever, we'll, we'll come grab you and, and make sure you get in there. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Mark, he got me into bass fishing, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, one of his biggest things is, you've got to watch this guy, I can now hear. I didn't know who, who, who Mike was at the time. That was 10 years ago for me. And, and he really thought the world of, of you, Mike, as far as you're not ever giving up in a tournament and always, always being, you know, focused when you're fishing. So um, we've talked about that a lot in our careers and in fishing. But I, I want you to know that, that you were a lot of his inspiration behind fishing. Wow. And... Um, uh, I, I thought I'd pass that on. Yeah, thank thank you for saying that. That's 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 amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Cool. Well, very cool, man. I think Brian, uh, you might want to get up and say a few words tomorrow. Yeah. I don't. Think <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. Brian, I'll be lucky I get there in one piece. Brian enjoys the public speaking. Yeah, Brian, not so good <laughs> public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you Mike, for thanks for out. thanks for joining us tonight, and thanks for the kind words. Thanks, guys. You guys have a great evening. All right. You too. Thank you. Thanks, right. Mike. Yeah, bye bye. <laughs> wow. Uh, like I said, it's still it's devastating. It's devastating. It's shocking. You know, yeah. and it's tougher because the guy's so young too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not that it's. Not that it'd be okay if he was in his 60s, 70s, 80s, or whatever, but this is shocking. And when it's sudden, too, it's shocking, sudden, right? Man. Well, that's And that's heart disease for you, to right. be honest. I mean, it just often doesn't give you a sign. Right. And it just attacks you, and... Uh, and boy, it can be it can be devastating. Yeah. Obviously, with what happened to Mark, and it recently happened to uh, one of the trainers on um, the Biggest Loser television show. Remember, 
that one one of the trainers there in excellent physical condition had a heart attack. Wow. And had to be brought back by CPR uh, in the gym where he was where he was just working out in the same age range actually as wow. Mark. Um, Mark was in the hospital when he had his. Is that is that true? He was there. Took a buddy there. From what I understand, took a buddy there to have a procedure done, and and it hit that right there at the hospital. Wow! And they couldn't. Wow! wow. Yeah, that's the big one. Do you remember that he and Rudy signed my son's wrestling singlet that night? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah and because my son wa- wanted to be Army, now he doesn't wear it anymore because now he has a Navy one. He wants to be in the Navy in now. The Navy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he said we still have that singlet with their signatures on there. Wow. It's pretty cool, man. Hey Mike, what do you say, Tim Horton? What do you mean? You want to roll right into it? Or? Yeah. Well, let, we got to get – how are we on time? Let's talk about some of this other stuff real quick. Before Ten we minutes. Ten minutes? Yes. Cool. Okay. Uh, everybody watching tonight, I want to let you know uh, – And you heard a song before the broadcast started tonight, Brian DeCarpenter, and a uh, good friend of mine, Mike Morazzini, uh, who you're going to see in an upcoming Going Ike episode, uh, dropped a new album. Very amazing. Very amazing. And uh, album's called Dropping Lines, and uh, I want everybody to go check it out if you have a chance. It's a great hip-hop album. If you like hip-hop, if you like fishing, you're going to love it. Go to anglersmusic.com, or you could also go to iTunes and look up Mike Morazzini and uh, check out his new album. It's awesome. I really, I really want everybody to check it out. Also want to make this big announcement. I know we talked about it a little bit before, Brian, but I want to kind of make this official. That a new season of Going Ike is coming. And this year, Dave, it's not just a YouTube series, but it's also going to be airing on the Pursuit Channel. Nice. Yes. Starting uh, Tuesday, March 28th at 7 p.m., a brand new season of Going Ike. 30-minute episodes, 13 episodes. It's going to be good stuff, Pete. Excellent. You're going to want to check it out. 30 minutes. Exciting news. 30-minute shows. That's awesome. It's you know, that's awesome. funny. It reminds me. Um, so I was on in uh, you know an episode of Going Ike. Yes. First season, you know. I got the, the six-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was also in an episode of, of uh, City Limits. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because Pete and I were talking about that earlier. Were your ears ringing? Always. Let me, let me give everybody a little bit of trivia. <laughs> city Limits. Six years of City Limits. In every City Limits show ever, except one, I fished with a guest. In the first City Limits show ever, the, uh, the original City Limits show, Brian was the guest but he ended up just being the camera boat driver. <laughs> I practiced my lines for a week. <laughs> so he got cut out of the only City Limits episode that well, did not have a, a guest. Yeah, Brian, that's what I was thinking. I was camera boat. Brian, I was thinking, as soon as he said it's going to be on TV, you know none of our asses are going to be on it, dude. He's going to be dusting off, like, you know, baseball players that played for a year. You know what I mean? Like, forget his lifelong friends that may have taught him some of the, you know, Great craft that he does, you know. That's not true. I plan on coming back to Philadelphia, Bry, uh-huh. on a new. I can't even say it yet on something new that I'm working on. What, really? Yeah, and so uh, we'll have you will have uh, paybacks. Redemption. Redemption. To prove I'm terrible in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Once and for uh, all. Yeah, I'm just uh, fishing here and uh, <laughs> hoping for the best. 
<laughs> the funny thing is, though, nine times out of ten, when Brian steps on the boat, the day is ruined right off the giddy. Dude. Not every time. Come on. Not every time. Like, nine times out of ten. Get out of here. Because occasionally... Good things happen. Like okay. you, you've had good tournaments with Brian. I've had some of my best, and I've, I've had some. I've had some of my worst. But I, you know. the majority of them have been the worst. Like something doesn't start, something breaks, <laughs> the keys get lost, you end up on a mud bar. Mm-hmm. For like hours, something always messes up. One of our best days started off with hating each other, probably never fishing a tournament again. To like, I love you, man. You're the best <laughs> partner I've ever had on this boat. <laughs> I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The title turnaround. That's he, funny. He tried to kill me once by going underneath that tunnel. The Woody Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to smash you into uh, the uh, concrete. I had to show you something. Yep. It, was, it was good, though. We had a great day that we day. We did. We had a good time. Yep. And uh, and I ate sushi in the boat. That's right. And you told me I was, I was the first person to ever bring sushi into your boat. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, let me remind everybody that uh, good friend of the show and uh, Minnesota Viking football player Brian Robinson. 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 I said that. It's having a charity event April 1st. Uh, it's going to be a good event. I'll be there. It's going to oh, yeah. be pretty awesome. Down on uh, Sam Rayburn. Sam Rayburn. Uh, pretty awesome. How can they get information on that, Brian, if somebody's watching? Yeah, Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. Google okay. <laughs> Dude, did you see uh, they're putting Fat Cat and Gerald in the same boat? No. And, bit, and yeah, you bid on that spot to oh be on that God. boat with wow. Fat Cat and Gerald Swindle. Wow. That's, that's gonna, a pretty cool pair. That's going to go for a lot of money. Yeah. What's the charity? I don't know. What is this? What's the, what is the charity? Oh, Google that. <laughs> Google it. Eric, Google it. Uh, big announcement. And I want to announce this first time live, Bri, uh, for all our hardcore viewers and fans of the show. Ike Live will be at the Bassmaster Classic this year. Uh, yes, we're going to be at the Bassmaster Classic this year. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of the Classic. We're going to be set up. We're going to have a booth, and we're going to be doing live broadcasting from the show. And we hope we don't see you. Uh, yeah, I hope I don't see you either. <laughs> I don't want to ever see you until Sunday night. That's right. With a big giant trophy. Make it to the bring the trophy to the yeah. the last episode. Yes. Uh, by the way, you announced that on Mark Jeffrey's podcast, uh, BTL. I did. You did. Okay. I heard you. It's the first time I announced it here. Okay. Uh, and then finally, real quick, before we get on with the show, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the MLF win recently. Oh yeah. Elimination round three. I got to to move on to the next round, which you'll see in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Major League Fishing is a cool format, you know. It's um, it, it's a different format. It's very fast paced, and every keeper you catch counts. counts toward your total weight. And it's pretty interesting because if you look back at the round that I won, if you'd count the five best fish, Ishmael Rowe blows it away, hands down. He blows it away. Kevin Short comes in second. Takahiro comes in third. But because of this format, those guys came in fifth, seventh, and ninth, respectively, just because they didn't catch a lot, but they caught big ones. You know, but the guys that caught numbers of pound to two pounders, you just can tally the weight up. So it's a totally different strategy, and uh, I, I love it. It's refreshing for me. And for my style of fishing, it, it's it's the deal. I, well, I can imagine. Like, Ish gives seminars all the time at Bash U about how his his whole focus 
is on big, big fish. fish, big fish, big bites, small numbers, like accepting just getting a few bites. That's got to be a te- after spending 20 years yeah. with that focus it's tough to, to now sw- yeah. switch into the MLF mode yeah. where everything counts. You know those. You know, twelve inches matter. Yeah, that, that's got to be that's got to be a challenging adjustment. It's what, tough. What I like most about MLF, and from what I've seen watching it, is that it would seem that the small field is just chock full of every organization's hammers. There's no yes. tokens in there with with money behind them. Everyone there has to know what has oh, to yeah. know how to catch them, and they're successful in whatever whatever circuit they fish. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like the championship's going to have 12 guys. Now that's more like a championship. Yeah, not 50 whatever right. from every stinking organization you could pull yeah. a body out of yep. and say that they need to be in the championship. Like this is the 12 best guys. Yeah, and it's, and from a a coverage standpoint, it's going to be much easier to cover. Yeah, you're not going to have 50 something people to worry about. You got that's right. It, 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 it's just it, uh, it it seems like it seems like the way to go. I know it narrows down how many people can participate in all that, but uh, I, I really like having that parallel with the other two organizations. Yeah, it's pretty it's neat. All, it's awesome, and it, I love the fact that there's no there's no pre information at all. I mean, they literally literally do not tell you where the events at up until like a week before. They tell you like, okay, you're gonna the host hotel is here, but that's all they tell you. And then you don't know what lake you're fishing until you show up. Like, I remember in that round I fished, dude, I woke up, we got in the car, and we started driving for like an hour. I, it's pitch black. I have no idea where What are you I'm guys going. in, a convoy? Like, how does it work? In a convoy. Yeah, we're in a convoy, just driving forever, driving forever. We pull up to this little dirt gravel ramp, and all of a sudden the door swings open and somebody hands me a map. And says, "Here's the lake you're fishing," and that's the first time you see it. Wow. The sun's starting to come up. You look out there over the lake. You're like, "Oh shit!" You're it. like, "That's the first. So there's no waypoints. There's no information. But you know, the great thing about it is, in in this particular event, I was in um, northern Minnesota, and when I started to look at that lake, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "This is the Poconos, bro. This oh. is this is Hapakong." Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, boat docks everywhere boat and grass. Docks, yeah. Grass, mountain. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, ooh. And that helped me because I was able to take a little bit of that and just apply it. Like it's late summer, early fall. Like what would I do on Fairview Lake? What would I do on Lake Wall and Pompac? What would I do on Lake Apakong? It was that kind of mentality, you know, and I just ran with it. So Made you feel comfortable it right made away. Made you feel comfortable right away. Well, how excited about it were you, though? In that I, event? Yeah, like enough to like limp-wristedly punch yourself in the face on camera? Yes, definitely. <laughs> 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 I love that, though, by the way, dude. Thank you. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, for people who watched that and watched Mike punch himself in the face, I watched that, and Brian watched it, and Pete watched it since we've been fishing with him. Like, oh, yeah. that <laughs> type of emotion. Yeah. And that... Blank sellout to what your emotion actually is. That that that's genuine. That's <laughs> yeah. not something staged. I, w- I wanted to punch you myself know? in the balls, but I decided to punch <laughs> myself in the face instead. Did you get penalized for hugging the referee? No, no. <laughs> I like how I like how your guy to act like he didn't even see you punching yourself in the face. Like he's just like to act like I just don't see. Like, there's a camera hanging over him. He didn't even look like he laughed or nothing. <laughs> I hope he was laughing internally. Though. Yeah. I hope he was. Yeah. But uh, it's a great format, and uh, and for everybody watching that didn't see it. Uh, 
I encourage you to go to the MLF website. They've got some cool little tidbits there uh, uh, of some of the shows and uh, some post interviews and stuff. It's really cool. And uh, and keep in tune because now we've got a couple more rounds coming up, a couple more weeks, and then the semifinals probably about a month away. Or the finals are about a month away. So can't give you any info yet, but I encourage you to watch it. It's going to be a good one. We'll all be watching. We'll all be watching. And let me remind you, Brian DeCarpenter, let me put you on the spot. Yes. In the very near future, we are going to do a Major League Fishing special Ike Live. Oh, yeah? Yes, we are. We're going to do a whole show based around Major League Fishing. And we're going to get on the commissioner. We'll get on a few of the uh, officials, a few of the refs. And some of the competitors and do a whole show based on Major League Vision. Really? I'm what do you in. think about that? I'm in. Okay. It's the first time you ever heard it? Maybe, it maybe we can like talk to the to the president and see if he can get some colorful officials on there too. We should. It's like it's like they're judging a like a pig contest, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Coming in now is Bessie from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Bessie is, you know, like I was just they're like, dry, have some yeah. damn energy. Like, yeah, they're a little some <laughs> crack a joke. Yeah, they're all good guys. But they're dry. Uh, <laughs> Are they bringing the Shelly Sanders back, or did they move on? I think they're bringing her back. Oh, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah, you're a big fan of Shelly Saunders, aren't you? Who, who is, is it? Sanders or Saunders? It's now Saunders. Saunders. Should we ask her to come on? Are you kidding? Yeah. It's <laughs> the first thing I thought Dude, of. We could have Shelly Sanders come on, the commissioner, a couple anglers, a couple refs, and... Lurch, who's the MC? Okay. And if we Skype Lurch in, <laughs> Lurch, we can see his balls. They're giant, dude. I've heard about this. You heard that he's got the biggest balls. Glorious. Ever seen. Lurch does. Yeah. I mean, they're dude. They look like a brown paper bag from Acme. <laughs> I mean, they are that big. Like the big bag. The big oh, bag. Man. I mean, like the shopping bag. A sack of oranges. It's amazing. <laughs> I and mean, we thought Tom had a big set. These like ridiculous. Oh, Let me remind everybody watching tonight. Uh, we want to hear from you. Please hit us up on the IM if you have any questions. Also, if you're watching on Facebook, comment. Uh, Eric, let's catch up. You want to catch up with a few IMs, and then you want to go to Timmy. Timmy. I'm feeling it, right? Yeah. I'm ready to talk to Timmy Hort. Timmy. Timmy. Let's uh, let's do that. Eric Dinter, what do we got? We got any any good questions, comments coming through? Anything about? Wayne Mars says, "Hey." Someone asked about your and Pete's weight loss. What happened to that? <laughs> and you have goals that you set? Oh, yeah. for uh, you told about for that's a, that's Dave a, and Pete. That's a stupid question. <laughs> can, we, can we fire the intern? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Nah, so, uh, I, got down, I got down to my 225, but uh, you know, I'm back up a little bit. Not much. You know, not much at all. But uh, I've been I've been going through a career change, and that has been occupying me for the last couple of months. Career change. Career change, and I have not I've missed a lot of lifts. Dave, do you want to talk about the career change on air? No, not at all. I can't. You can't. Okay. <laughs> not, I have can not, you in like a couple months though? Not. Uh, I can uh, March thirteenth talk about. It. Okay. <laughs> we want to hear about. It. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, nice job though. You did you did nice nice Thank job you. with the way. Talk off. about fishing Kong Morel. Con Morel? Kong Morel. Kong? Oh, I don't know what that <laughs> means. <laughs> thought you might know what it meant. Kong. <laughs> Kong Morel. <laughs> That'd be a pretty cool name to have. Kong. Kong. It would be a cool yeah. name. Kong. All right. Uh, yeah, so nothing coming through. All right. In a, in a couple minutes here, let's let's fire up. Uh, you want to get Timmy on the line? Yeah, we're on. We're working on it. Okay. We're going to get... Uh, hang in there with us. We're going to get... Timmy Horton fired up here on Skype, and I'm so excited to to talk to Tim about his recent win. Uh, we, we were talking off air. B 
big, big win for him, I, I think. I think um, monumental win from a lot of standpoints. But we're gonna we're gonna talk to Timmy about it. But I, I'm I'm stoked for him. I'm happy for him. I, I think it was. Uh, from what I've seen on live and, and watching it, because I didn't have a very good tournament, so I got to watch a lot of it. Uh, just awesome performance. It was. And, you know, of course, Timmy started out on fire with uh, winning the Rookie of the Year and the Angler of the Year at um, in the same season. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what you're so, saying up there. but it's, The screen's flashing, Mike, so I don't know what's going on. Why the screen's getting squared away? When you analyze your, your, your post-tournament performance yeah. failures why do you have such a hard time in florida i don't know Kachobi specifically oh man i don't know i you know you know i try to every time i'm okachobi i try to solve the problem by doing the opposite of what i did the time before so you know this time in my mind i was like find a couple areas where fish live a group of fish lives and settle down and just stay there and i did that and it didn't work the next time I'll go out, I'll do the opposite. I'll find 10 areas, and I'll cover a lot of water and fish fast, and it won't work. So whatever I do in Florida, it doesn't seem like it works, you know? But I was telling Pete earlier, a lot of it, too, is just, you know, I, I don't want to say it's luck because it's it's not all luck, but big bites are so key in the state of Florida, you know? And when you don't get those big bites, it, it t- literally takes you out of contention. You know, you go from... Making a check to being in a hundredth, you know, and uh, and I think we're going to talk to Timmy here in a second. He was able to get big bites every day, even on his off days. He was able to generate big strikes. And when you're in Florida, that's that's you got to get those bites. You got to. You see, a Florida stringer is always two or three giants, or on a day on, two on day rats. two, like Tim had. Mm. Five giants, well, you know. You got to have at least one or two, or all of them have to be those. Oh, and you, that's how you win, right? You're going right. to get those five giants, yeah. you know. But a, a common competitive bag is that way, you know. That's how you yeah. get that big weight. You only have two or three big ones, yeah. And then you got these two little runs, right? And the guys that are unfortunate, they don't encounter those big right. bites, right? And you you wind up with that ten pound. 11 pound Florida yeah, bag or 8 pound which is what I had. Uh well we're going to we're going to go from to the opposite end of the spectrum to a guy that can't catch shit in Florida to a guy that is very dominant in the state of Florida and uh and joining us now on Ike Live via Skype is the recent winner of Lake Okeechobee, Timmy Horton everybody. How is everybody, man? Hey Tim, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good, Mike. You got to still be on cloud nine. You're still smiling. I like that. Oh man, it it's been just incredible, no doubt. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. You know, when I seen what odd weighed in, it was um, and I thought I'd finish second, and it, it was just man, I was just amazed. It was really cool. Yeah, you you could tell. I mean, it was. I was, and I hate to admit this because I don't hope I don't get a ticket in the mail, like by the state police or something. But I had a 15 hour drive that last day. And I had it on live the entire time. You know, I had it up on like my holder, so I was still like looking ahead of me. But I was tense. I was tense, and I was a thousand miles away watching it. But had had to be had to be pretty pretty tense situation. Dude, it it was man. I you know I kind of had it figured. You know, I know guys missed their weight a little bit, and 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 I felt like he had maybe seventeen and a half when they said eighteen thirteen, and they might as well said twenty five the way I feel. Uh, but it was still, it was a cool deal, man. You know, it, it had been a while. I mean, I have, oh my gosh, you know, so so long, come close a couple of tournaments and just, uh, 
to uh, to finally get that monkey off my back of not winning in ten years. It, it was it felt really good, man, really good. Yeah, I, I we were talking off camera, and you know you were close, and just the last couple of years just couldn't get over the hump. Is this when? Is the, I, I I talked to Pete off camera. We're like. This is going to be a game changer for you. Do you think this is what you need? Because I, I feel like I was in that same situation. A few years back, I had three or four years where I just could not get it going, and then I won in Philadelphia, and then I felt like I got my groove back. Is this that kind of tournament for you? Man, I, I hope so. You know, And I've seen it so many times, and it's just like what you said. It, there, there's something about it. It, it, it. it takes that. It either takes to eliminate some stress where you can stay focused and think a lot better, or it, it, it amps the competitive juices up 10 times more. You know, it really – there's so so much about our sport is about positive vibes and, and, and about feeling it. Um, I know day two, you know, it, it, it was it was going so good down there that um, I almost felt like I could call my shot when I when I seen what was right. And, and, uh, and even that final day, you know, in the past where I would have really been just really spun out. I mean, I was frustrated. I couldn't find any clear water down south. And, and to know – I'm already running out of time, and I'm gonna run an hour and a half before I get started back fishing again after running the rim canal. I still felt, you know, pretty peaceful about it. So I definitely think there's something about the positive vibe. And Mike, that's that's cool of you and Pete to be talking about that. I hope you're right. And uh, it, it it certainly felt good, man. I, I have <laughs> I have been smiling for because uh, you know how we all are, man. We're so competitive, and yeah. it, it gets to where it starts getting personal, you know, when, yeah. when you just can't get it going. And and it did. It felt really good. Well, I, I want to know, uh, you know, right before you came on, Dave kind of rub, was rubbing in a little bit of how bad I am in Florida, and you, you're the opposite. You are tremendous in Florida. Your track record in that state is just off the chain. We've got millions of people out there that have the same erectile dysfunction that I have in Florida. Please. Come on, brother. You, you want it Seminole. We'll I, that. Well, that's Georgia. Please tell us. For those of us with the ED or whatever it is, tell us, what. why are you so good in Florida? What is the magic in that state that you have? I, I don't know because, you know, it really – Flipping is not my strength. It really isn't. And and I guess I was thinking today. I was I was talking on a radio show, and it's like you know three of your five wins down there are flipping, and and I don't know. It just um it just feels good to to get on those lakes and go at it and and go as hard as you can till you find till you find those groups. And I really think what helped me in this one was when I won that open down there in '04. Um, it's set up just like this place. I mean, when I saw it, it was just like man, this is deja vu big time. Yeah. And um and and I had a couple of those bites where the entire reeds just shook and you know and I shook those off and and I felt like if they were what I thought they were it would work out and and, and that first morning in five minutes I think I caught a six fourteen and then an eight pounder about five minutes after that and when I saw that I felt like hey there there's a good chance here but Mike I really don't know the answer you know it's probably one of those confident things um kind of like you with tidal rivers and and different things I think it's just we we get into certain grooves in our fishing and and we probably uh, get down there and get a little bit more relaxed and and it's it's just a confidence thing I think. Yeah. How how important was the clear water in that event for the pattern that you were fishing? You know what I like to do at Okeechobee is 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 find clean water but not clear. Um, it, it seems like when you find that real clear stuff you can get a lot of bites but it just don't seem like the big ones. 
uh, get there. Um, and I like to find what I call that medium water. You know, yeah. you can see down the reeds, maybe about six, six to 10 inches. And, 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 and a couple of times that I've really smoked them, I know when I went at Toho that time, it was a strange deal because, um, the lower end of that lake, uh, the south end of Toho was, was just really dirtied up. And, and, and I, I didn't have a boat around me that whole deal, but, um, but it was probably probably about a medium color. You know, I went on into South Bay when I got blowed out with the mud on day four and got in the real clear water, and I just couldn't get bit at all back there. But uh, about about six to ten inches visibility is what it had. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I want to talk – I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about, you know, day two. Pete, you mentioned – you watched a little bit of that live, and it was an unbelievable show, which is testament to what this live is doing, right? The, it, it was it was amazing, Timmy, and congratulations and, and great job. But watching you catch thirty pounds on camera, that that was well, it was it was amazing, and it, we were ta- we were talking about the impact that that Bassmaster Live has on things because we would have never got to see that. Yeah, ten, five, five yeah. years ago, ten years ago, we would have never knew. I mean, until the show aired, you know, we never could have experienced yeah. that. We're so thankful yeah, it, we got a chance to watch yeah. you do that. Yeah, you, you're dead on, Pete. Bassmaster Live is it's like. I told somebody today it's like a funnel cake at the state fair. You can't you can't get away from it. You know, it's uh, it's, it's so addicting. I, I was the same way at Cherokee. You know, I'm down there and it, it just got my butt kicked. And, and you would think the last thing you would want would be to to watch uh, to watch it after you've been on that lake and not done it. I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. You know, the next couple of days when I got home and it is that that that's a game changer. It's so. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see it at the classic as we as we've expanded it more. Unfortunately, I will be there watching you guys, Mike. But uh, but it's still um, it is it's it's one of the coolest concepts uh, of what it does for our sport and the numbers that it's producing. Man, it I, I, just the text and everything from that day, Pete, uh, from the people that got to watch that and ride along with it and see it happen. It's like they were there. You know, it's like they got to experience that, and that's that's something we've never had before. Well, we got to experience that, and we're greatly appreciated, appreciative of that. But we also got to watch that day three, where where you had that giant, giant, and we're all just holding our breath and uh, watch you go through that experience. And and I guess as an angler, as a competitor, that's the unfortunate part of it is 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 that has to be aired too. Yeah, it it did. That was. Um you know, it's so hard to, when you get one on like that to, to, I guess, fumble the ball on the two-yard line almost, so to speak, and and be able to to, to still hang on and, and get a victory. But that one was that one was tough. You know, I, even even that first day, you know, the majority of those fish were were in the five-pound range. I did have one a little bit nicer than that on the thirty-pound day, but when that fish came to the surface, it was just one of those that was it was thick, along with just had a huge head on it, and and I had not seen a fish like that all week. It was definitely you know going to be in the nine to ten-pound range, and and I don't know. I just you know how it is down there. Once you get their head up with braid, you feel like you want to keep that keep that situation like that and not let the fish get back down in the reeds and 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 i probably probably pushed it a little too hard with him being green and tried to get him get him to the boat a little quick but you know hindsight being 2020 that's how i landed all those the first day as well but um it was it was brutal i the first hour to um 
you know, I literally, I literally could see where that, that hook was in the flesh of the mouth about the time it popped out. And that's the scary part. You know, when, when it's in that soft tissue like that, it's, it's going to happen. And about that time I realized that's where it was is when it popped out. Oh, man. man. Well, well, here's the thing. Now, I, I want to talk about like the recovery. Exactly. Is that's to me what won that tournament for you because a lot of guys, myself included, I don't think I could have recovered from that. But you did. You recovered from that. You went on to fish the rest of the day very clean. And then in the last couple minutes of that day, you caught a game changer. And that, to me, is what won the tournament. Talk a little bit about that. Talk a little bit about that last fish. It it was, Mike. You know, I haven't been asked that a lot by the media. This is the first time I've been asked about it. And and it was on day three. You know, when I left South Bay – it was it was dead calm. It was it was dead slick. So I knew I was going to be able to cross the lake and make it up north in a good amount of time. And the last day of practice, I had a place. Uh, it was some outside boogie whips up at Buckhead Ridge, and um, just just the you know the round reeds, not the flat reeds. And and um, and I caught two four pounders in about a ten yard stretch. And it was the only place on the outside I really caught them. And you know that's how they caught them the year before so good. And uh, when uh, Chris Lane did well, I know Ish was back a little further. I say the year before, the last time we were there. And, and I tried to make that pattern happen a lot, and that was the only place I did. And I gave myself 20 minutes to fish it. And um, and I got up there, and it actually took a little longer. I had about 10 minutes left, and, and I caught that 513 and called a 13-incher. And, wow. Um, you know, went, yeah, I went from probably having 10-plus to, to a little over 15 pounds. So it was. That was the one that really – Really, was the difference in the tournament by far? Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. And I, in all my wins, you can look back at one fish. You know, even mm-hmm. after losses, you can look back at one fish that you say that's the fish that won it for me. I think that's the fish that won it for you. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. That's so cool. You know, from the competitive standpoint and knowing the days and what's happening, um, it was. I, I think uh, life had done shut down for the day. Uh, and and so it was really a surprise, I think, to everyone at the weigh-in. And it, it was. It, it was the coolest. And, and you know what else, too, Mike? And you know how this is. It went from, like, uh, uh, kind of being down, you know, thinking about coming in with 11 pounds after having a pretty good lead to uh, to catching that fish. And, and, and that does so much more for your psyche, you know, that night yeah. when you're getting everything ready and going to bed and getting back out there. That part of it was huge. Yeah. How, how did – I bag it up just a bit because – how did you survive that fish? I noticed there was no <laughs> kicking of the trolling motor or smashing sonar. You did holler at a drone one time. That, yeah. That was bug. That was bugging you. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got droned. <laughs> I think I took it out on the drone because that that I had not done much between that time and the drone. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just um, I, you know I thought. You know, it, everything was happening so good the, the couple of mornings before. I had about a one-hour window, and I thought, you know, I'm going to make this up quickly, and it never did. It never did that day. You know, it was later on in the day. I caught about a four-and-a-half um, along with my, you know, my lemon and then finished it up on the on the big fish that Mike was talking about back up north. But um, I don't know, Pete. It, it really um, – 
uh, it, 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 handling it externally looked a lot better than I was actually doing. <laughs> <laughs> the the next form of live is they're going to implant something in your brain to, to survey really what you're thinking. They might have to do a oh, lot of yeah. a lot of censorship on that one. Uh, here's the yeah. thing I want to switch to, and again I got to watch this live and. Uh, and I knew exactly what had happened when it was gone on. But uh, after you were announced the winner, and, uh, and, and in fact, I had some messages after that said, what the hell happened to Timmy? Like, they said he won, and then they, and then he was, like, gone for, like, a couple minutes. And I'm watching it, and I knew exactly what happened. And I want to say that that's awesome. Like, that, to me, shows a lot of your character. And, and I, I really appreciate it watching that. But... When they announced you were the winner, you left and you went behind stage and you were gone for like a minute. T- tell everybody what happened here, because a lot of guys didn't get to see that. I know what happened, but I want you to explain what you did and what happened. And I, I think it's it's testament to our sport too. Yeah, it, that's cool to bring that up. Uh, you know, Ott, um, he uh, he come up as as we all do and. And, and like I said, I actually came up and talked a little bit because I fully expected, you know how it is once they call out the winner, that's who gets the stage and and rightfully so. And so I wanted to come up and thank my family for coming down and a couple of other different things before I went and got my fish uh, because I felt like Ott was going to have enough to win. And and um, after he had weighed that 1813, so when I came back up and weighed my fish, I mean, I just was overwhelmed, you know, I. Uh, I probably took a little bit of the losing that nine pounder frustration out and, and, and thinking that I was going to finish second, just the elation of 10 years without a win. And just, there was such a, a wide array of emotions. You know, I just hit the ground and it was just like an overwhelming thing that I haven't had happen, even, even when I went early on. And, um, and I got up and Ott was not there. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, man, how, you know, I, I guarantee you. And, and he did. When I watched, went back and watched it after the fact, you know, uh, I've kind of left him hanging there, you know, instead of the congratulations. And, and, and that was the first thing I wanted to do. I went back and found him and, and, uh, and we had a cool moment. You know, he said a couple of things to me that, that I'll keep between he and I that, that was just, you, 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 you know him well, Mike, and yeah. both you guys do. He didn't, so you, you could imagine it was very positive and, and, um, and, and that was, that part of it was as moving as, as any of it. It was really cool. So I uh, just went back and cor- congratulated him on a great tournament, and, and, and he did me as well. And and, uh, and and that's the cool – it's just like you said, man. We, we, we It's a brotherhood out there and, 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 and his family for, for nine months out of the year for us. And it, it was just a cool moment we had. Very, very cool. Let me remind everybody watching and listening right now, uh, if you want to chime in, hit us up on our instant messaging. If you've got a question for Timmy, uh, please let us know. Uh, I want to, we got a couple questions, but real quick, I got, uh, I want to know about the beard. Seems like there's a beard movement going on right <laughs> now. On, you know, you, you know, you started that trend. I, I, I know. I, and I, and I'm, I'm a little worried because I had a good Cherokee tournament with a beard and I got rid of it. And then I went from 11th to 100th in a week. <laughs> so I'm going to have to grow mine back. What, what are your, what are your plans for the beard, Tim? What do you got going on? Oh man. I, you know, I, I, I had uh, rotator cuff surgery November 30th, man, and I was laid up for like two weeks. I couldn't do nothing but, you know, take a swig of something every now and then and take my medicine. It it was just horrible, man. I oh, and, and I'm a and I'm a live wire, man. I cannot stand to sit around. And when I didn't shave, you know, Kim, my wife, she's like, I kind of like that, you know, clean that up. Let's see how it looks. And 
uh, you know, the, when the wife says something like that, you got to kind of roll with it a little bit. So uh, I did, and and it just kind of stuck with it. And and after I won that tournament, man, <laughs> I'll be looking like Grizzly Adams probably by the end of the season. So. <laughs> but. I, I don't know. It's just uh, just one of those deals, and um, I guess the beard deal is kind of trending, but uh, uh, just just pretty cool. So I like it. All right, Eric, what do we got coming in on the IM board for Tim? So someone asked, when things get slow, what did you think of first, changing your location or changing your bait presentation? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, in, in that event. Day four, you know, as soon as I got there, I, it, it was you who. And in Florida, you just can't can't do anything. And it really wasn't the bait. Um, I felt like I had a lure that I could catch them on. Um, and I just went scrambling to try to find the right area. It was more about finding the right area. So I guess you could say presentation. Um, and I just couldn't find it. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, the biggest thing for me is getting comfortable. Um, and I just couldn't find anywhere to get comfortable down south. I was very fortunate when I w- ran up back up to North Shore. To the Twin Palms area there within about five minutes fishing I you know I'm, I'm pitching to the shiny holes I can't see the fish but I'm just going down through there and I you know, pull up and it's tight and I set the hook and a three-pounder comes up and gets off and that was really the key they said okay I'm gonna settle in right here till I catch them so uh, I, I think the big thing is presentation uh, lure is huge to change if, if you're in an area that you know the fish is there and the conditions didn't run you out of there to be able to get a bite but if the question was about Okeechobee in particular it, it was definitely a, a water color situation cool what else we got eric it was and that was from craig by the way so good question from craig let's see would you say this win kind of rejuvenated your career a little bit i mean i know it's been a while yeah you know it, it uh, who's that question from <laughs> not me hey that's a that's a nice way to put it we're gonna egg that guy's car later <laughs> couldn't y'all hear the distress he put it exactly that way that too yeah. <laughs> um, no it, it's all good um I, I hope so you know it's like mike mike and pete were saying earlier uh it's um you know it's all about momentum it's all about energy it's all about positive vibes and uh it, it sure felt good, and, and I'm ready for the next one. I may not catch another one the next of the year, but I promise you I'm going to be having fun and, and working hard out there. I'm definitely excited to do it. So That's awesome. What else we got, Eric? We got any, any more good yeah, questions, okay. not good, not crappy questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got one from the Wawa Hoagie Lady. His voice is petered off there. What do you <laughs> Seeing that you uh, sucked it for the last 10 years. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, we got one from Wawa Hoagie Lady. Being from the South... Do you have an opinion on the Alabama rig? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Any thoughts on it? You know, that that was actually developed uh, in, in my hometown in Muscle Shows by a guy. And um, and, and I do. I like it. I, I, I think it's a fun way to catch them. Um, you know, I, I can see a little bit of the controversy on it. I won't get into that part. But I do like it. It's, it's a fun lure to fish. And in the wintertime, it flat out catches them. Now, moving on to something slightly different. The people want to know, do you use the same hairdresser as Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get in the rose court, man. I got a comb over those. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's too good. That's too good. <laughs> I, I actually want to change up the topic a little bit, and a lot of our uh, viewers and listeners, <laughs> I'm going to change it up. I'm going to save you right now. Uh, I, I want to let everybody know that um, – uh, Timmy and I both were in the same rookie class together. Yes, in the elites in mm-hmm. 1999. Am I correct? Yeah. Is that the right year? 
That is correct. 19, you know, it was a split season then, so it would have been 99-2000, but, yep, that's yep. exactly right. Yeah, 99-2000, and we had a ton of ass kickers in that freshman class with us, man. We had Aaron Martins was there with us that year. No kidding. Uh, yeah. a hand, I mean, Edwin Todd, Evers. Wow. Yep, Edwin, Todd Fairclough. Todd Fairclough. You know, Hammers. You know, yeah, I, I was. I, if you go back and look at that class, I think it was uh, that was David Walker's first year on tour. I, I think it was as strong a group as uh, as there has ever been to to come along in the first year, and uh, it was that, that was uh, that was a, that was a strong deal. Ain't yeah. No hey, hey, and, I, and Ike, you you were you were right in the middle of that Angler of the Year race that year too, man. It, uh, I it think was... you had it. You know, a couple of at a couple of moments toward the very end there. That, yeah. that was a fun season. So. It, it was fun. I mean, I had probably the single best rookie season anyone's ever had, and then Timmy just kicked everybody's butt. <laughs> so I think I ended up like third or fourth in AOY. <laughs> but it was amazing. It was amazing. And uh, and I remember a couple of the events. You won the one on the Potomac, of course, that year, which was mm-hmm. an awesome win, uh, a fish in a rock pile in Occoquan. I remember it. Like yeah. it was yesterday. Yeah. Well, when you fish a rock pile and then the, your name shows up on the maps. Yes. Horton's Rock, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty stout, now. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both you hey, and. Hey, talking about memories, I, I can remember, um, you know, we qualified through the opens. We finished up at Lake Martin. Another guy on, on the show here won that tournament. Pete did. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, when we qualified for the tour. And uh, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah what was cool Thank about that, that one was if you didn't have your antennas set on your TV right, you couldn't even see the, the broadcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Some parts of the country had to listen to it on the radio. Oh, and they announced it. <laughs> that's, that's too good. Too good. Sorry, Pete. We're not, <laughs> that, that, we're not that, that old, was, man. That one wasn't live. No, uh, I know. I wear us live when I win. You know, I've never, I've never won a tournament that has been televised. It's like, dude, I mean, every single time I'm, I'm, I've won or been in contention to win, the camera breaks, the feed's no good. Hey, hey, hey Pete, I was there. It happened, brother. I promise. <laughs> it did happen. Yeah, it I, did happen. I appreciate you bringing that up, David. Thanks for that. Oh, now, now speaking of wins, I want this, this is interesting. Uh, a lot of your wins, and I know, I know, Bassmaster talked about this live, but uh, Tim, a lot of your wins, you, you really won by a big margin, and it was almost like you know that last day was a given. And this one ended up being different. How, you know, how how was? T- tell me that. Walk through that, because you know, yeah. having a, a 15 pound lead and you know not having to catch anything on the last order and pizza. At yeah, the order pizza. I mean, <laughs> on, on this one, yeah. you had to work, but it's got to be more satisfying in the end. But but walk through that a little bit. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. I the uh, the other ones, um, you know, the Potomac and Champlain and 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 Toho um, were. Um, you know they were, for the lack of a better word, you know they they were they were finished up pretty early on the final day, and and this one um, this one wasn't, and, and I knew once I was struggling, it uh, it was going to be tough. I, I can tell you that this one was more gratifying. It, it had the mm-hmm. drama at the end, it had the emotion at the end, it had the surprise for me at the end, and that one. Uh, I would have, and I think that's why this one moved me so much. You know, I, I can remember those other ones. Um, you know, the ending and calling out the final weight was, uh, you know, it, it was great to win, but it just didn't have the impact. This one, this one shook me. It, it really did. It, it was an emotion that I had not felt from a tournament standpoint. And, and what you guys seen on the deal there was was legit. I mean, I, 
I, I had no intentions of, of what happened, of hitting the ground there, and, and it, it just overwhelmed me. It, it was really cool. That's awesome. I'm uh, I'm actually looking at our live Facebook feed right now, and I've I've got a couple. I'm looking at a couple of the same questions. We've got two or three guys that want to know. Uh, tell us the exact key bait and line size that you were using for your win. All right. Yeah, and I think that line was a big deal. A lot of people, you know, will get to Florida, and they'll in 65 braid it becomes an automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's really, really thick mats, um, I like the 50. It just seems like if you get a little bit of breeze, you know, one thing that a lot of people don't realize in that breeze, um, that's one reason you can't get through a lot of times. And, and some of those reeds had some, uh, you know, had some eelgrass mats and different things blowed up in them. And, and that's why I like that 50. But it was 50 pound Bass Pro XPS, uh, braided line. And then the lure was a, a, a clone crossum. It's a, it's a four inch uh, crawl. Pretty neat. It's, it's a little bit beefy uh, around the uh, head of it there and it stays rigged up real well. And I was alternating between a three quarter and a one ounce weight, depending on how thick it was. And even, even when I went to the North shore and was pitching the hose in the eelgrass, I still use that lure, uh, but with a lighter weight, a three eighths ounce weight. Gotcha. We've got one other one uh, coming through on Facebook from Wendell. That I, I want to ask. He says, is it true you practiced flipping in the living room with a red solo cup like Denny Brower did in the 90s? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what man. I, I, hey, we all did that as a, as a kid, didn't we? Man, just uh, get something going. But the uh, the red solo cup, I man, I'm an Auburn fan. I don't own red solo cups. So, you know. <laughs> 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 all right. Eric, you got any more coming through regular IM? Or we got, oh, wait, we have a special guest here. Hold on a second. We have a pop up guest. Brian Carpenter, put a pop up guest through here. Oh, my gosh. How did he get here? Join us. I don't know how all of a sudden he got on our casting couch. We have Gerald Swindle with us in the room. Gee, do you have a question for Timmy? I can't get no applause. I get no applause. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm all the way up from Warrior, Alabama. I get no applause. Timmy, congratulations. <laughs> from one old boy to another. What's up, G? Hey, I, I'm very envious of the side of the camera you're on. You're not in here with these blue state Yankees. Because <laughs> I, I had to sit through another I won the Delaware River Tournament again. I'm just going to cut each wrist one by one. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Timmy, Tim, what's this What's this? I hear about a coffee company suing you? Oh, man. It's all good now. It's all, it's all good. We got it all worked out. I mean, your name is Timmy Horton, son. I know it. I know it. There you go. Tried, tried to take it from me best I could. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only in America can you steal a man's birth name. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, well, good job, son. Thank you, brother. Thank you, G. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gerald Swindle, everybody. I don't know. His accent seemed a little off. But. Yeah, he has a cold. He has a cold. <laughs> he had a cold. Oh, he couldn't talk to his beard. I think that's what it was. <laughs> oh, my God. I, well, you're you're going to keep the beard now that you won. And I was reading where you're like uh, – you know, once something starts working, you stick with it. So I guess we're going to be seeing you in the the same pants, underwear, shoes, oh, no, no, beard. No doubt, same underwear for sure. You got to you got to keep that going. You know, and uh, it, 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 you know, you know what's crazy? You know how superstitious we are. I had my dad with me, and uh, and and we got gas at the same pump after every day. 
and uh, and we <laughs> we got there, and this this dude was filling up at the pump we were on, man, and we waited in line. There was five empty pumps there. We waited for that one pump to come in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we up got gas. So, oh, yeah. You That's next level right there. Wow. <laughs> Mike, you ever get that crazy with uh, using the same pump? Uh, not No, not with the pump, but, but the clothing, <laughs> the facial hair, definitely that stuff, but how, not the gas pump. How about no. you, Pete? What's the furthest you went? Uh, man, I... I I have uh, wore the same uh, Elmo pajamas. Um, no. <laughs> Elmo. Pajamas? We're not talking about that. Wow! <laughs> my son gave them. My son gave them to me, uh, <laughs> and he made me promise to wear them. I won Cayuga. And I've been wearing them every single tournament night since. Wow. I want to, has everybody got the visual idea? I want to see a picture of that. Steve Donis, can you draw us that? Yeah. <laughs> Gerald Swindle almost had an opinion about it until Pete had to mention his son gave it to him. Just could not, not say that. Uh, uh, I want to, real quick, Tim, I want to switch gears and we, right before you came on, we talked a little bit about Major League Fishing, and I, I while you're here, I, I want to get your opinion. It, everybody I talk to, they love it. You know, we talk about it here. We, I think it's a game-changing thing. Give us your opinion on Major League Fishing. Yeah, it's it, what 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 the audience sees uh, is is definitely what we're going through and what we're feeling. I, every, every time that official says. Uh, Hey, we've got a, a score tracker update. I want to go back there and get that uh, that iPad, throw it in the lake. I know I just went further behind, you know. But uh, yeah, it is. It is, man. The fans love it. That's that's the cool part of it. And in and, and hearing what you know, you you start taking so much into account because you hear Greg Hackney caught one or Denny Brower did. So you start thinking, hey, I need to get shallow. Or you know, you hear somebody that fishes offshore did something. You think you need to get out. And it, it it is. There's so much more that runs through it, runs through your mind, and and uh, man, it it is an intense, intense time, man. It, when you when you hear when you hear what's being caught, and you know you're up against the clock, especially. And I don't know about you, Mike. Which one gets you the most? But the the uh, the sudden death round, when you've got a, a weight threshold, and you're trying to get to that, and guys are starting to get there, that's the one that gets me. That is uh, that's the adrenaline rush for me of, of, of all three of the rounds, but uh, it is it's as cool as it gets. Yeah, it's it, I love it. it's so fast paced. You know what I mean? It's yeah. so fast paced, and you, you got to be right on the money. There's no room for error, and that's that's a really cool thing about that circuit. Do you do you, th- do you think having to deal with that fast pace kind of slows down when you compete at the elites? Do you think it it helps your competition there? I mean, I, I think having the pace in MLF helps you become a better angler in practice because you you, you know okay. you learn to eliminate water quicker. But uh, there is a little you have to get used to it. And we talked about it earlier in the elites, you're fishing for five big ones. In major right. league fishing, you're fishing for fifty little ones. That wins over five big ones every time. So wow. it's a different mindset, you know. Yeah, it is, and you and you you. The thing about it is you better figure it out quick because if you figure it out 20 minutes too late, the other guys are not going to quit catch them. <laughs> you know, they're going to keep up the pace that they got going, so you better get it going quick. Uh, I Before we let you go, Tim, I want to want to talk about one more thing, and it's, it's something that you've been doing. You do an excellent job of it, and I want you to talk a little bit about it and let everybody know how they could follow some of the stuff that you're doing. You're one of the anglers over the years that have, has been really on the cutting edge of teaching and educating. You're doing some really cool stuff now through social media. And I, I follow your feed, and I see some great tips coming through. For everybody watching and listening right now, if they want to follow that stuff and they want to see all these tips that you're giving, how, how can they follow you with, with that? 
Yeah, and I appreciate the kind words on that too, Mike. Um, you know, it, it, following the Facebook page, we we put a lot up there. We do a segment called THO three six five where where we try to do a tip every day. It gets a little busy during this time of year. We we sometimes we'll have two or three during a week. But you know, it, it's such a it's such a cool deal uh, for me to to watch something and and you know get that thirty minutes to a minute and a half tip out there. So that's where we do that there. They'll they'll hit on Twitter as well. So just all the social media stuff. It's the handle is at Timmy Horton Bass and. Um, in, in following it there, and then our, our television show, Timmy Horton Outdoors, you know, we have 26 originals. Uh, we're on NBC Sports, uh, WFN, and Time Warner Cable on there as well. So just staying busy and, and having fun and, and, and trying to keep up with you guys out on tour, man. That's uh, that's that's the fun stuff. So, Well, well that's awesome. And, I, and, and again, man, congrats on the win. It was it was so amazing. I'm so happy for you, so proud of you. Just uh, just an awesome win, and uh, and I, I think this is going to be – I think you're going to start smoking them. I have a feeling, man. <laughs> I have a feeling we're in trouble uh, the last half of the event here. Pete, do you have something? Yeah, I'd, well, I'd like to invite you to speak with us at Bash University and uh, teach, teach those of us that have no idea how to catch a Florida strain fish. Yeah, I'll be in the audience that. in that one. I'll be a student. I'll have Mike on the front row taking notes. That's one of, the few th- one of the very, very few things that I beat him at right there. But, uh, hey, Pete, I, I did that with you guys in Huntsville. I love it, man. Anything about teaching, you guys let me know anytime, and, and I'd love to be there. So, Well, we'd love to have you back, and we'll, we'll reach out to you in, in the off season here, and we'll schedule you up. Hey, and thanks for having me on this popular show, man. You guys are trending with everything, and uh, loved it. Loved, I, I was tickled to death when, when Brian shot me a text yesterday. I love it. So thank you guys. Brian. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Timmy Horton, everybody. Good job. Thanks, Tim. Man, that's awesome. I, I definitely will be in the front row <laughs> in that seminar, like with a freaking tape recorder and notes and freaking camera. I was watching so closely on every cast for that exact reason, yeah. you know, like because that's that frustrates me and has yeah. for years the Florida strain and, and how he how he would pitch that bait and just I mean, it was five or six drops over and over yeah. and over keep it in their face just yeah. keeping it but what i what i thought i was going to see was pitching it in there and dead sticking it right that's what i thought i was going to see when you know how he was going to trigger those yeah. bigger fish but that that wasn't it at all it was just it was just that repetitive you know yeah. motion and and mixing it up a little bit yeah. on on ticking the roof and yeah. doing some different things but kept it in there way longer than i that i'm used to right you know yeah. and, and i think that was and that in addition to the fact that he was fishing around an area that had yeah. the potential for 30 yeah. pounds of fish yeah, you have to be around the right area you have to be I, doing the right thing i really and i really what he said here with us was that zone that kind of transition zone in the That's water. That's really interesting. That was very it's really, interesting. really interesting. And I feel a little bit better about myself, even though I sucked, uh, and that the area that I fished in wasn't one of those mega clear areas. Mm-hmm. It was more of a transitional area like that. So I think I had the right elements. I just never, I never put it together. You know? <laughs> yeah, the coolest thing about him, and it doesn't, it was mentioned a lot when it happened, but it hasn't been really mentioned since, and hasn't really happened since. It was his win on Champlain. Yeah. Just sitting at the dock all day, not yeah. going out. You know how gangster that is, dude? That's like, a gangster. That's gangster. That's a, and it's the mega school. You know what I mean? Mm. Dude, how many times in your life do you find the mega school? Never. But Never. A few. <laughs> but then when it happens in a tournament, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, you know what I mean? 
<laughs> and never. He's, and he's had, he had it on the he had found the mega school on the Potomac. On the Potomac. He well, did Timmy's too. Rock. There's never been a fish caught Horton there since. Rock, never. Dude, Rock, <laughs> it yeah. really hasn't. No. <laughs> it really hasn't. Oh man. Yeah, I think there's only two rocks named in Potomac. One is Timmy's and one is Jim Bitters. Bitters yeah, Rock. Bitter. Bitters Rock. That yep. fucker. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Bitter's Rock is like King Tut's tomb. You can't find it there. You can't thing, find it. Dude. dude, there's been so many crankbaits over that rock, it's worn yeah. down. There's no rock left. Yeah. It's, it's the breast. It's eroded away. It's the breast on the bottom. Brian the Carpenter, what, uh, where are we at in the show? You want to take a little bit of a break? We're going to take a break. We're going to play a video from Uploaded Fishing. Okay. We'll talk about that real quick. Okay, yes. Uh, we're going to take a break. We talked about Uploaded Fishing earlier. This is the most unbelievable thing we had Shay on uh, last show, uh, and this is a good example. If you're already recording your fishing, and listen, you don't have to be a freaking video pro. Dude, this could be phone video, could be GoPro video. Record it, sign up, for upload it fishing, send it in, and dude, you can win every month great prizes, and you could be entered in to this grand prize winning to win a freaking boat, dude. Yeah, this, this, this month huge. is Missile Baits month. This, this is Missile Baits Rod's month. month. $500 gift card to Gerald Fitzgerald Rods. Wow. 200 I think, to Missile Baits. Yeah. They're just first place or second and third. And um, upload a fishing. And then next month is, is uh, I think, Rattle Trap and some other companies. So every month there's a, there's a brand. Awesome prizes. Um, we're going to roll this clip. And then I'm going to roll your going Ike with uh, James Watson, I believe. Okay. And uh, so we're going to take a few minute break, about five, five, six minutes. Okay. Break, and- we're going to take a little bit of a break. Hang in there with us. When we come back, you don't want to miss it. Jacob Wheeler talking about his Cherokee win and maybe a special appearance from the Stormtrooper. We're going to see <laughs> when we come back. Uh, hang in there with us. Uh, Ike Live. We'll be back. <laughs> 